Welcome to The World is Leadership. My name is Emmanuel Gobillo. In this show, I want to take a different approach to leadership. No buzzwords, no jargon. Instead, for each episode, I'll just pick up a random word and I'll use it to uncover a valuable lesson for leaders like you. Some words will be mundane, some extraordinary, some will be more obscure than others, but I'll use them all in order to help you become a better leader. So join me as we explore the word is leadership, turning everyday words into extraordinary insights. Subscribe, listen in, and let's start leading. Okay, so we are back. We are back. Episode two of The Word is Leadership. And if you've uh, joined me for episode one, then I'm sure you know the rules. They're not that complicated. So here is what happens. I've got my uh, 1960 edition of the Oxford uh, Concise Dictionary. I open it on a random page. I place my finger in any spot on that page, and that gives us a word. I promise you I do close my eyes when I do it. Uh, And uh, I, I did say in our first episode that uh, I would find some kind of noise to uh, build the excitement, uh, but I haven't. So um, there'll be no noise, uh, no little jingle. Once I have the random word, my job is to build a leadership lesson that's inspired by it, and that's it. That's the premise. So now, I guess, let's find out what our word of the day is going to be. And I'll open the dictionary. I'll try not to make as much of a thump as I did in episode one. I've placed my finger on the page. And what have we got? Well, this is episode two of the word is leadership. And this week, the word is gentry. That's right. Gentry. So it is G-E-N-T-R-Y. I'm not spelling it just um, to be a spelling bee, like I said last time, but just mainly because if you haven't noticed, I've got a bit of an accent. So I just want to make sure you have the same word as the one I was supposed to pronounce. And the the definition of gentry is people next or below the nobility in position and birth. Not a word that we used to uh, use every day. Quite a good one for us, given the focus of many businesses on hierarchy. So this idea of um, being next or below the nobility, where could we go with gentry? Uh, The obvious starting point for me anyway is to rift on the um, gent part of the word, on the etymology, looking at words like gentlemen and focusing on diversity in business, talk about how language is a gateway to inclusion, or I could talk about gentrification, you know, when some areas in cities see a replacement of their population uh, in search of economic uplift. I could look at how raising the bar or how we can raise the bar in some parts of an organization without damaging another part of the organization. We could go much more etymological, go for gentle or gentile. But I guess the point last week was that the more we move away from the word, the harder a time we might have at a future uh, episode when we get another word. So we need to stick and do a bit like we did with sock. And I'll, I'll try to stick uh, with the original meaning of gentry and talk to these people next or below the nobility in position of um, in position on birth and 
shouldn't be too hard because that speaks to hierarchy and social structures, which is what uh, many leadership, many leadership um, and businesses, much of leadership and many businesses are equated with. So when we think about gentry, we think automatically about living within an existing social structure. And we can think of it, uh, given it's uh, it's an older word, as, as having the, the royalty at the top, followed by the court around it and the gentry landed uh, or otherwise just below. So in, in the middle, we have our three levels. Uh, and even if we don't want to go for the monarchic order, we can think of democracies with different social classes and the middle classes, in this case, representing our gentry. Although I do admit that for many uh, in business today, uh, it's much more akin to a feudal system uh, than a democratic one. So we can probably stick with royals and courts and gentry. But whichever system we choose, the people at the top, for want of a better word, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we'll talk about top and bottom, and, and that's um, an, another discussion for another day. But the people at the top have always understood the importance of the gentry to a well-functioning uh, system. In France, we have this saying that it is seldom the royals who start the revolution. And that's right. We know that uh, the royals themselves will always maintain the order. Uh, and the courtiers around them, the people from the court, uh, who benefit directly from the royal assent and from the royal structures, also will maintain it. They may have differences and there may be some internal struggles and politics between them, uh, but it is in their interest to manage uh, or, or to maintain the system. Now, the people at the bottom of that system, uh, the, the peasantry, historically, or so we call them in, in France, there is a pejorative connotation to peasant in the English language, which there isn't in France, but somewhat historically, the people at the bottom of that hierarchy, rightly, uh, were too busy trying to make a living or live, uh, so they pose very little risk by and large to the system, uh, because they're not so much focused on the system, but on, on their own survival. So the ones that make a real difference, the ones that I've always understood to make a difference is that gentry, is that middle class. They're the ones to watch or to nurture, uh, depending on your view and your aims, because they're the ones who bring the two worlds together. Uh, and again, I'm not a fan of top and bottom uh, because that imply a worth which I don't want to give it. But you know what I mean. Uh, in a feudal system, you control the people at the bottom through force and power. That's how people have been controlled. The people in the court, you control them through favors and through politics. But the gentry, you need to keep them on your side to maintain the system. And they know the reality on the ground better than you do. So, so they're really playing the hinge in, in our system. And it is three ways, the, the, the three levels that we are particularly familiar with in organization. We've got the executive team at the top. There are royals and, and the senior executives just below them that are our courts. And then we find our gentry, our middle managers. There are kind of organizational middle classes. Um, now, the executive team is always pretty clear on what it wants and what it needs from the system. The senior uh, executives, irrespective of their inter internal positioning and their 
politics benefit from the overall system. The people at the bottom of our pyramid are still busy trying to make a living. Uh, and it's just like with our social structure, the success of any organization will rest on how the middle manager, how our gentry feels. It's not an analogy, it's just the reality uh, of the social structures we inhabit. They are only sustainable as long as their boundaries are permeable, as long as you can move through those different uh, social orders. And so middle management uh, is key, and yet it is also usually one of the most underappreciated role that there is in an organization. It's also an incredibly tough position. I always think of it like a plane. If you're flying at 30,000 feet when you're on a plane, everything is clear. The sun is shining, you can see the horizon, you can, you can feel pretty safe because the air is usually smooth, you're right up there and you can see far ahead. When you come in to land and you're at 2,000 or 5,000 feet, uh, then things are clear again. You can see the ground, you can see the building, you don't see that far ahead, but you can see everything that is around you quite clearly. And this is where the bulk of the organization lives. So if we think of our senior leaders being at 30,000 feet and and seeing the horizon and seeing having clarity the people uh, who operate at 5,000 feet being quite clear on their surroundings our middle managers our gentries flying at 20,000 feet they're in the cloud cover right in it with absolutely nothing to see ahead and just bouncing around in the clouds that's why that job is so difficult because it is always in turbulence it is in the turbulence created by the winds of Above and the winds below that kind of collide in that in that middle sphere where middle management lives. So, if we to succeed uh, in organisation, but also as individuals, we need the gentry to succeed. We need middle managers to be at the best of themselves, to be the best they can possibly be. So what does that mean? Well, if you're royalty, uh, I mentioned the French saying that the royals seldom start the revolution, but there's also an English saying uh, to do with royalty, which I particularly like, uh, which is that the king thinks the country smells of fresh paint. Uh, the idea is that everywhere the king goes, they have just repainted the room. So his, uh, his, his reality is one of fresh paint where everything works, where everything has been put nicely together. And what is true of the king is true of most senior leaders in most organizations and their courts. You know, I've seen so many teams in my career preparing for reviews with senior leaders, so many town hall meetings, so many reports, so many memos that said so much and yet said so little. And so many ways in which we were trying to apply a court of French pain, so many ways in which the reality was distorted. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not in the least saying that the intention was to deceive in most cases, in my experience anyway, the King of England smells the fresh paint out of respect. And so it is for the senior leaders. 
we, ha- we give them a false version of reality, not to deceive, but to reassure in order to show willingness uh, to do better. So the question for senior leaders here is, how do you make it easy for the gentry to tell you the truth? Because the gentry knows. They are the people who know what is happening on the ground and who know the desire from, from above. So how do you make sure that they can tell you the truth so you can truthfully monitor your progress? Well, As in the case of the King of England, if it's done out of respect, then we need to respect too. It's simply making it easy for people to tell you the truth. And the way you make it easy for people to tell you the truth is through action and reaction. The action are just the questions you ask. You have to make it clear that you're after the truth by disclosing the fact that you know people have applied fresh paint. You know that they're putting their best feet forward and you appreciate the fact that they're putting their best feet forward, but ask questions that speak to the truth. Urge them to tell you what works well, what could work better, how you can help. And then the reaction, so if that's the action, the reaction is really about how you react to what they say. Yeah, thank them and help them. Don't judge them. Don't blame them. If you shoot the messenger, you'll never receive a message again. So for senior leaders, the key to having a well-operating gentry is to be clear and also to be clear about wanting to hear the reality that they see. Now, if you're the gentry, what that means is you need to understand your value. Now, you may think of your personal worth, as so many leaders do, so many middle managers do, as being able to do. You think of your self-worth, of your personal worth, is down to how you work. You get rewarded if your team achieves more, faster, better than others. But the truth is, as far as the court and the royals are concerned, your worth is not that. Your ability to deliver is a given That's just a given. That's what they expect. Your true worth is that you know the truth. You are custodian of that truth. And that is something that senior leaders don't always know, don't always expect. That is your differentiated value. Kings and court in the olden times had to hire uh, the, the, the court jesters. You know, you've heard of these court gestures. We used to make jokes at the king's expense. We used to speak truth to power. Now, senior leaders hire jesters too. They just call them management consultants. That's what management consultants are. And the only reason that they have to hire management consultants or management jesters to come and tell them the truth is because they don't expect their own gentry to do so. And so... For us as middle managers, we need to understand that our truth is their value. So we need to make sure that they hear that truth. And when we tell it, that's what will differentiate us. So in order to do that, we need to know what they care about. We need to be familiar with what they are looking to do as senior leaders. We need to be familiar with senior leadership plan. We need to behave and put in our shoes of our senior leaders and become the senior leaders we would like to have. We need to familiarize ourselves with what's happening on the levels above us, the level below us, and constantly go up and down and make sure we link the two. Now, this is a hard job. It is not easy. We have to question our own behavior. 
we have to question our social standing. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's hard for a middle manager to step up because that means that you're excluding yourself uh, from your self-image as part of a team. So you need to understand what gets in the way of you speaking the truth, what uh, gets in the way of you standing out. And it's hard for senior leaders to admit that they need to let go from the trapping of their position and listen to the middle manager. So actually, this finding of the truth through the gentry is hard for everybody. And I guess that's the lesson from the word gentry. And I promised you uh, last week that I would aim to always leave you with a question. So I'm, I'm going to do the same this week. And the question is going to have to be about the truth. So if it is hard for senior leaders to get to the truth, and if it is hard for the gentry to articulate that truth, then at some stage to succeed and differentiate, we need to step up and step out of the positioning that we are. And every time you step up, you put yourself at risk. So the question is, if they say the truth shall set you free, are you prepared to be set set upon in order to be set free? Well, thank you for tuning into The Word is Leadership. I hope you find our exploration of today's word interesting. If you haven't already, then please subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode, each one helping you to lead better through unexpected words. And if you want to get in touch, share your thoughts, and, well, why not contribute a word for a future episode, you can always reach me at thewordisleadership.com. Until next time, this is Emmanuel Gobillo wishing you a great week.